Guys, welcome back to the Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in Hobart, Tasmania. I am your host, Aaron Horn. Joined at the desk. I actually sound like a um, wrestling announcer. Or UFC Joined announcer. at the desk. Yeah. Yeah. I just, love the first time you're ever going to nail the intro and you've decided to go yeah, off script yeah, yeah. halfway right. through it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice, fun morning. I feel like it's going to be a fun episode. So I'm going off script. Can I be the Undertaker? That was always my favourite WWE or F at the time wrestler. I was, a Hardy, now. I was a Hardy Boys fan. Ah, they were good too. <laughs> I liked Rey Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, now I'm thinking Mankind with a sock. Well, it was, it was equal with Undertaker and Kane because I like the brother aspect of it. <laughs> Actually, there's a really okay. Yes, we're <laughs> <now>, into <laughs> the episode, but anyway, go, there's a probably. really good Joe Rogan episode where he yeah. talks to the Undertaker and how the Undertaker got his um Does his role speak? and oh, stuff. Oh, really? Did no, he speak he's much? just like he's like his normal yeah. like out of character self, mm. but he's just like Vince McMahon was like he's called him up and he said, "Hey, Undertaker, how are you?" And he's like, "Oh crap, this is the audition. Like, I'm either the Undertaker or I'm never I'm not. Yeah, yeah." And boom, he said, Mr. McMahon, <laughs> I'm your, I'm your man. <laughs> anyway, that, that's John McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John. Hey. Patrick Berry, <laughs> real estate agent, wrestling enthusiast yeah. of the 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. I know nothing of these days. I can't wait to see your email tag moving forward. <laughs> Bring the pain. Jeez. <laughs> oh, right, oh, we've let's started off strong today. Cool. Yeah, let's get down let's to business. On. It's actually, we've come back from a long weekend. It's been a cracking Easter weekend. Mm. I think that's why we're a bit silly. Too much chocolate. <laughs> Way too much chocolate. No, it was it was a great weekend. And actually, the east coast of Tasmania had a 414 onslaught. It was like a convoy on Monday coming back. Yeah, driving back. So you were up at St. Helens with the kids doing... No, mountain biking. Mountain biking, and mucking around, just having fun. Your son's oh, birthday. It was, yep. Yep. So you had a cracking time up there. I'm driving... Driving back through, we um, were up Coles Bay way. We've got to shake up that way. We were coming back through there and see the 414 mobile with its caravan on the back with all the bikes. Oh, that's cool. Give a wave and then I'm driving through and then I see Paul Berry, uh, your dad. He's obviously been up visiting Parker for his birthday. He's three cars ahead of me. And Jasmine was about a couple of K behind us. Oh, he's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> four, four of us oh, all travelling down yeah. the road. <laughs> Yeah, so massive weekend for Easter. What'd you get up to? Uh, I I was I was pretty exhausted by the um, by the time Friday hit, but we ended up doing a drive up to Mianna, so the, with the um, of the Great Lakes, yeah, yeah, just to see the the bottom dam. I'd, I'd never actually um, stopped off to look at that before. Did you stop in the middle where the towns were sailed, the Shits Creek? No, we'll no, we didn't. We didn't get to that point because I was it was about a five or six hour return drive, but it was it was just a friend of mine were like, right, let's just hit the road. We want to go for a drive, get some lunch. Yep. So I just went. I just <laughs> let's let's go for a five hour drive to get, get some lunch. lunch. <laughs> well, we did get we brought sandwiches, um, <laughs> but there was and it was it was awesome. It was it was just that thing where it was just a, good some good tunes and just drove for like. Forever stopped off for half an hour and drove straight back, um, but nice. after that, I, I I was just at home doing chores and I retreated to the um, a couch for a full day to watch um, the Zack Snyder's cut of um, uh, yeah, Justice League. A, well, you need a full day, yeah, yeah, and a few other bits. But I think it's that moment where I was hitting burnout point. Where by the time Friday kicked in, I was, was like, okay, if I don't take a, a mental break now, um, I'm just not going to function come Tuesday. It's sort of that element where I just needed 
yeah, de-stress yeah. mode. Just decompress. And yeah. That's one of the so, things. Like it's a cracking market at the moment. Things well, are going crazy. Exactly. And some of our competitors are saying it's going nuts. Going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what, <laughs> what our friend Tony College has said in this article we've got up on the screen. Yeah. Well, I, been I around noticed that he's – so he was speaking on the ABC radio. I believe I so, yeah. this article you've sent me. Yeah. How come he's on the radio and he's not here with us? I'm sure if we asked him, he'd come in. Oh, we'll get uh, we'll actually we'll get that on next week. He could probably talk about. It. He's been around longer than Tony, I think. Oh, um, you want to start a battle royale? Oh, yeah, so, that. so you're putting it out there that you, your old man's got more quality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, oh, I, I, I can't back down from that one. It's family, isn't it? <laughs> this staying on theme with the wrestling. This sounds like a, a showdown. Yeah, like yeah, a, showdown of the, the old agents. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I sold this house. Yeah, in yeah. 1945. My dad sold more houses than your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Tony. If you are listening, I'd like you on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be very interesting. Well, it was my idea after all. <laughs> well, it was Pat's idea. I just backed it. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, he's come up saying that it is nuts. He's never seen it like this in all of his years mm. in the game, and I'm sure your dad's never seen it like this. Mm. Mm. Um, and it comes down to supply and demand. Yes. Yeah. There's not enough houses for the amount of people looking to buy a property. Yes. So it's not just that there's not enough people um, selling. It's just that there's not enough Stop coming on. Mm. Yeah. And that's right across rentals and sales. Yeah. Like I went to a rental open home that um, one of our competitors was running yesterday to look at a property for Hamish. He's my brother-in-law who's moving back to Tassie. Oh, excellent. And um, there was a good 40 people at the open home. It was absolutely bedlam. The cars were all stuck in the street. No one could get in and out. It was just crazy. Well, even um, Hannah and I were looking at a property in North Hobart. Uh, well, sorry, in Hobart at the top end of Liverpool Street, 12.30 yesterday, um, and we, there still must have been at least 15 groups that did come through mm. um, just right on at lunchtime. And are these having mm. to do the whole double check-in with your QR codes through the open home system that's... Well, technically it's not till the 1st of next month before oh, it's okay. legally required. Yep. So they, were, they weren't, um, but they were checking names off and keeping a register, so okay. there was some form yeah. of track, checking happening and yep. we did hand sanitise on the way in, so that was good yep. to see. And giving the mobile numbers and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, so. but um, technically you don't have to use the government's checking app until okay, next month. I, I thought that was something that was coming in straight after Easter, but we've still got a bit of time before um, that's a thing. I don't think we've talked about it properly on the pod before, but... That might well, for another episode. It's interesting though because we've always had a really good check-in process for the industry anyway. I mean, now I know for my personal self, if people will say, well, look, I don't want to give you my contact numbers, look, that's fine. We won't reach out to you. However, for this, um, the owner for security as well as now the COVID element that we do, this is a, a requirement for us. And if, if if you can't provide it, well, unfortunately we can't let you in. Yeah. Um, and really, I, you know, no one's, I mean, no, we haven't had, I haven't had a Egyptian like that in a long, long time, but um, but it's, I think people are just comfortable with that. So if anything, the real estate industry and open homes have probably got the best check-in system and tracking option available because um, if anyone went to this property. Uh, yeah, they've already been doing it for years. Now you just kind of have to. To, um, one, little, one, one more little hoop, hoop to, to make it all kind of legit for the state government and, yeah. and beyond. Well, I suppose one of the – I was just – I've just brought up the, an REIT um, sales graph that they've got available. It's really good. But this is Glenorchy. Now, you'll be able to see it, Pat. Sorry, Aaron. That's right. Tough luck, like Aaron. Sit in the back corner. I, I wanted to talk about the volume of sales that have moved through the market. So the first boom that people would refer to is sort of between 2001 and 2003 where the prices, you know, all, you know doubled. Yep. Um, but in Glenorchy, uh, Glenorchy is a good reference because it's sort of um, the second highest volume of sales, second only to Sandy Bay. I think Sandy Bay might have a – High volume of sales. What's one or the other? Anyway, they're on par. But in 2002, um, you had 262 sales. The previous year, you had 198. So 2002 was the highest volume selling 
just market. in that one suburb. In, in, that, in that pocket in Glenorchy. So, and then the next time, um, and then followed the slowest year was um, 2012 with 74 sales. And I remember when I was, that was sort of when I we started to get, sink my teeth into more full-time selling and when I'd have an open home, if two people came, I'd like, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, it's just, that is so successful. But, um, but then if we go the, you know, the fastest selling year, this, and this, this new cycle, you could say, which was um, 2017, 156 sales. So even in the fastest selling year that we had in this new cycle, there's still nearly, that's nearly half or like nearly half of what was available in, that, in the first time, you know, a sort of a real estate Boom. nuts cycle was happening. Yep. And that, that was when we had that, you know, um, Russell from Domain talk, no, not Russell, sorry, what's the gentleman's name? Mom Black. Um, Russell used to be Domain. Yeah, yeah, one of yeah. your competitors. Sorry, so sorry out to Russell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, but, um, but when... Thinking. Jason. Jason. Sorry, Jason. Um, but when, but now, if, you know, even if it's a second run, obviously there was less stock available. And then now, the, you know, the numbers are proven that it's even 30% less stock than a couple of years prior. So, um, but we've got that ex- exceptionally high amount of demand. But I know in 2012, it certainly wasn't a lack of property available to sell. It was just a lack, lack of buyers to buy. Um, so it's, it's, you know, realistically, it's just, you know, although we've still got that population growth, just people aren't moving sideways. Mm. And I think the problem we have is we have a lot of people returning to Tasmania as well. Yeah, so absolutely. So when you've got an increase in people moving to the state as well, um, that puts pressure on it because as we create more homes and opportunities for people to live in, it's yeah. not keeping up with the amount of people wanting to come back. So the problem's not getting any easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the, you know, the things coming out of Victoria, New South Wales, all of a sudden um, people out of fear of underquoting. Um, and especially in an auction situation, how an agent would do that is if a reserve price is to be set at say a million dollars, and they're giving a oh, an expectation sale guide of say eight fifty to nine fifty, where you can clearly see that you know in under auction, if a reserve means that that's at the point where it's on the market and the property will sell during the bidding process. Sure. Um, so if you guys are coming to me and said, um, oh John, we're looking to buy this property, it's under auction. What's the price guide? And I said, oh lads, it's uh, eight fifty to nine fifty, knowing full well that the owner's going to be expecting a million bucks. Well, that's under quoting. Um, so um, there's a few people that've been standing out recently. However, what in Victoria they they did set a means that um, as part of the information that has to be provided to a buyer and the appraisal process, we have to you have to show three to five sales comparable in the area. To be able to pass on to the purchaser to say, okay, oh, okay, it's like um, a check mark. That's before right. Before you can kind of say this is the pricing guide, rather than throwing just a willy nilly. Yeah, mark. absolutely. And another thing too, then is if um, if if we said in that scenario, look, lads, it's uh, it's eight fifty to nine fifty, and then during that four week campaign, the reserve got set at nine fifty, and then all of a sudden it sells at one point, you know, uh, a million, you know, plus plus two. a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. Well, what the hell were you underquoted? Well, not necessarily because the reserve price was set right at the the guide. Yeah. But then, of course, it was on the market, and then the the buyers in the area boosted at another hundred and fifty grand. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the frustration at the moment is um, not so much coming from and as, as always exceptions to rule. Like yes, there probably there are still people that are legitimately bad advertising and say, but it's a very small proportion it seems. And it's again that element of the the frenzy of the market that's driving these prices, and that's certainly reflected in our our area. Um, so speaking of our area, mm. just trying to kind of nut out a way to help the people like our show aims to kind of provide information that will help you get into a home or first home buyers, we know they're kind of our target audience for the show. Yeah. What can you guys as real estate agents advise or like what what do you see happening in the future that will help 
Well, I know, like it's a big airy fairy geez, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw a grenade in, yeah. man. Just leave us hanging. <laughs> well, Thanks, mate. But look, I mean, ultimately, it's um, you know getting access to the to the property, and I suppose that's sort of the other thing we're looking at. We've we've got a couple of huge developments um, getting thrown out mm. in Glenorchy, or well, the Glenorchy municipality specifically, wasn't it? Yeah. So I I think where John's leading is into our segue section. So nice there, John. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I was throwing you a layup, and yeah, you guys yeah. were like looking like. Deers in headlights. I'm not like, not really, because because and, like, and this is the professional outfit we yeah, yeah. work here. Well, What's that thing? I mean, we covered that off a couple of times. Where it's ultimately you need access to the property, and that's yep. in the building and the relationship of the real estate agent or the private owner. Knock on your neighbour's door, you know, um, mm. because it's uh, it, it's basically trying to value yourself to opportunity. Mm. Um, but there is some good opportunity coming in the northern suburbs. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's really exciting. There's actually been two big developments that's been spoken about in recent times. Mm. Uh, one has been approved, which is great, um, and one has just had funding sort of provided towards Oh, yeah, it. promised. So, promised, yeah. yeah. So, so first off, you're talking about the Windermere Bay project? Yeah, so mm. the Windermere Bay project, which is uh, in the old Claremont Primary School section, so down behind um, Claremont Village or Claremont yeah, Plaza. Yeah, down on the waterfront there. Down in that beautiful spot. There used to be the Claremont Junior Football Club used to be housed there. That's where I grew up playing footy. Um, beautiful spot. Mm. Unfortunately had that fire that was there and it's kind of been sitting there for years, kind of derelict and not doing much. Yeah, yeah. I feel like episode 14, 15 of the podcast. We talked about it. We talked about it. We said what could go there, what would happen, how would they do it. There was maybe a proposal. Yeah. So, then. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, now. It's gone through about three or four different proposals yes. now. But mm. one has been finally approved by the Glenorchy Council. And it's really cool because it's actually what we've spoken about in the past, which is instead of doing more sprawl out further for more housing estates, it's more high density, closer yeah. to services. So yep. keeping things close. And stuff, yeah. So – I might be wrong, but I think it's about 300 apartments. 315 apartments and townhouses. Very mm. good guess. <laughs> uh, local shops, a cafe, facilities including a gym and a pool, a childcare centre within a parkland setting. There's a picture here, um, a render that they've done through some architects. It looks awesome. Yeah. and it looks look, really cool. What I really like about it is, is the mixed use. So obviously you've got the living there for people to actually um, be able to find a home to live in, but then you've also got the ability of the services that are connected to that. So yeah, yeah, for yeah. some people, um, you know, they will be able to stay within the Claremont Glenorchy area and not have to travel all the way to, to Hobart. Mm. Um, for other people, it's just the ability to be able to have the services you need close by so yeah. that you can easily commute to work wherever it may be. Mm. Well, and that's um, one of the the, benef- the, benef- the benefits of a, a larger density place like that is and I think it was in reports when they're you know assessing the effects of Airbnb and other parts where um, yes dwellings are a problem but also you know underutilized bedrooms in larger properties and an example is that if you, you know you've got um, you know an aging couple in a three to four bedroom home in the same suburb doesn't need all that space but mm. a family does yeah so by freeing up that um, you know that like that house from just two people it can be then utilised for a rental that enables another four, five or six people to be housed in that one spot. Which eases the housing pressure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. So this, um, these developments that they're moving forward with, because there really hasn't been any um, in Hobart ever. It's always just this, um, I shouldn't say ever, but it's always just that sprawling house, 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 rather than looking at a medium to high density in a suburb specifically, which is really cool. Again, mm. which is kind of what we covered off with Christy that time she came in and spoke to us, the Mayor of Glenorchy. Absolutely, yeah. She was talking about the Greater Glenorchy plan and how this medium density thing is 
probably the way rather than urban sprawl, which is a word I've stolen from you two. Thank you very much. Nice. <laughs> so that's Claremont. That's in the city of Glenorchy. But then you've come to us today with yeah, so another proposal. So the other project that is currently sort of in development, um, and when I say in development, this one's a lot earlier stages. They're yeah. sourcing funding. There's no approvals in place or anything like that. It's concept. just a master plan slash concept. Similar to how our episode 14, 15, yeah. whichever one So maybe in episode 225 we can talk about this one. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Uh, I love yeah. that. But um, basically it's looking at the Hobart Showgrounds in the centre of Glenorchy. Um, as people would know, they've sold some of the land off to Bunnings. Um, they've got another one under construction now, which I think might be spotlights moving in there. Something um, like that, yeah. And then the rest of the land is still obviously allocated for the showgrounds. But what they're looking to do is redevelop that into 450 new homes um, with the entire project costing $235 million. Now, the Tasmanian government this week or last week announced that they would put $42 million towards it, the Liberals will, if they get re-voted back in. Yeah, right. Um, I think Labor may have matched it, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But um, they see it as an opportunity, 450 new homes in a high-density service area as Mm. an advantage creates local jobs, creates housing for people that need it. Yep. And the other cool thing is that it's going to be mixed use as well. So there will be 150 homes for um, low economic families that need support and need help. So, yeah. so so that could be that, you know, social housing effectively. Mm. Yeah, yeah. so yep. a nice mix in there. So the, the last part of the project, which I really like as well, is that it will retain an area for the Hobart show to still exist in some format moving forward. Mm. And they're developing a new sort of show arena, um, a new sort of parkland area through the middle of it. So it still had the show of old but in a different revamped way to be able to still make it sort of a, a viable option moving forward. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, looking at this um, picture now you've brought up, it's kind of cool where it is all this just this big parkland. And if that was really done well, it could actually be a really fun little space to go visit right in this. Well, it's uh, another one that's kind of right on that transit line. Like the Claremont mm. one would be right on the transit. Um, mm. It would be right there in the hub again. And it's like there's Northgate really close by, your Glenorchy Centrals, your cinemas, all your – Things that are in the city of Glenorchy would yeah. be really close to this, which would be kind of walking distance to there, similar to with this Claremont one. And then also this MBL team with the deck, GASP down there, like there's the proposed developments there. So, like it's, mm. yeah, well, GASP, yeah, the doing entertainment centres in full blown re- renovation mode at the moment. Yeah, Jack Jumpers, baby. Yeah. So, yep. look, I think Glenorchy is looking really exciting as yeah. a municipality moving forward. Like, I think people's perception of the area is going to really change over the next sort of two, two to three years. And, it's going to become a, it's already a desirable suburb, but yeah, 100%. it's going to become more desirable. So I well, think it, there's some really great moves the council have been working on in conjunction with a lot of other people. Well, and also too, the perceptions mainly seem to come from people who have lived in the area for a long time or not in the area, but, you know, grew up there or had parents, you know, been in Tassie for a long time. Because me and my brothers were talking um, – we, we used to get, go through the city and even there was sort of an unease to it when you're walking through at night time, uh, whereas, well, now you speak to people who've moved into these different suburbs in Hobart and they'll go, what are you even talking about? Yeah. You know, it's the whatever. I mean, yes, the reason the perceptions are there because they once existed, but then if you start to chat to people who had no experience with that whatsoever, they're going, what are you even talking about? You know, this it's well, not was, even relevant. Pat was talking about this last week with yeah. his um, vendor out in Bridgewater and how mm. she's proud to oh, say I'm from Bridgewater and yeah. I, like and she said years ago she would never have told anyone but now yeah. she just sees it as another suburb and yeah. that's just things that are changing so cool yeah well I guess you know looking back to that question as you know what can buyers do um I, I got a, a 
a good call from a friend her, uh, from Queensland. She was down with her son and we, I just had a really blunt conversation with him because he was looking to purchase his first investment and he was looking to Hobart. And I just had to say, look, mate, you've got to understand that um, one, you're interstate, which is making challenge. You don't have a network here to support you. Um, you're coming into the um, highest demand housing market we've probably seen um, from locals especially. Uh, and then also too, there's, there's never been less properties available to buy um, for you. So, um, and, you know, I have to, and I was up front with him. I said, look, in my particular case to help you, even, you know, his mum's a really dear friend of mine. I said, the, the challenge is, is that I'm not going to have the capacity to be able to dedicate the time to you because um, another thing too, is that for me, I'm still certainly much a seller's agent. So if, if you just, you know, be prepared that if you do, if we do find a house for you, we'll give, I can certainly give the opportunity, but it's not going to mean that you're getting a bargain. And he's like, look, thank you so much for that. You know, I appreciate you being honest. Um, and then that's where I really put, put him onto the idea. So if in your specific search situation, I'd encourage you to start working with a buyer's agent because it's just that, um, yes, you're going to have a little, that premium on the purchase price, but, um, they will dedicate a much greater level of service than you might find from, you know, um, a seller's agent specifically who are working on the vendor's behalf. It's funny you mentioned that. I was only thinking we need to reach back out to the buyer's agents, Tasmania, the, mm. um, girls we spoke to at the end of last year. Cause remember Sally we said, and Sam? Yeah, Sally and Sam. Yeah. I think that's them, isn't it? We said, They're the Launceston girls. We yeah. said in six months' time we'd love to like catch back up, see how things are going for them, and I'd love to know what's happening in the Launceston market with, yeah. with those guys. And mm. if, even Angie back because she's working. She works in um, south of the state. Sweet. Well, yeah. we've all had chances at reaching yep. out. Yeah. Yeah. We've you done not very you, good lately. You promised but your dad. You yep. promised a building inspector. Well, I'm uh, going to promise some. Um, we'll get, we'll get working with Simon Presley as well. Like, yeah, we're, we're just right. going to get bombarded with guests soon. All right. Yeah. Well. People will get sick of hearing just our voices, so let's find <laughs> some more people for the show. Um, really happy with that episode there, boys. Mm. Nice information. I think we, we could deep dive into that development some more, Pat, and I, I know there's some um, kind of pushback on this Claremont one. Oh, they interesting to look into. There always will be, and I think that's where even um, the front approvals that we're seeing will probably change anyway. Yeah. I, I know one thing, though, on that, there was we, we've been a guy who asked for advice years ago um he was an early developer of it but there was only going to be like 35 to 50 units built there as like flat villas yeah um max so it's kind of fortunate in its own way that that was never done because obviously then the land would have been heavily underutilized yeah well Mm. just thinking like doing quick math on the two proposals you've said that that's like 700 new properties yeah exactly boom there you go that's Kind of 700 more opportunities for people to be in homes. Yeah. And by the time they're both built, we'll probably only be about 4,000 homes short. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such an optimist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's got, it is what it is. <laughs> All but right, chin guys. up, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, looking forward to the wrestling match between your dad and yeah, yeah. college. <laughs> yeah. uh, watch yeah. this space. We might live stream it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be epic. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Catch us. Bye. You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.